Okay, guys. Hey, this is Sarah, aka Story Shark 2005. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm doing a little morning recording here on Saturday morning, and I am going to try and get this uploaded and out today because um, episode two was slated to be the workshop episode where Laura and I go through the fic that we collaborated on. No mercy for the midlife crisis. And we're still going to do that. I'm just going to record that later this afternoon. And that one will probably take me longer to edit and get up. But I'm going on vacation sometime late next week. So I want to get that up before then. So hopefully early next week, you'll get episode three, which will be our workshop. But honestly, I'm recording right now just because I feel like I want to talk and (laughs) kind of need to exercise some feelings. This is going to be just me quickly, (laughs) quickly talking about a fic that I read last night that kind of knocked me over. If you're a LaRusso fan, you probably know which one I'm talking about. Poet Dameron, who is also Kira Bay on Twitter. She's awesome. And I've known for a while that she was working on something. I just didn't expect this. It's a gorgeous fic and I want to talk about it real quick. I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to have her on here and the interviewer about it. So I'm going to try really hard to get her because it's one of the best things I've ever read. And I'm really excited about it. And then I'm going to talk about my reaction to it. And that's going to lead me into a talk about ego. Uh, <laughs> she took a pretty big hit. Anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. It's all good, though. And then after that, I just had this kind of idea that's been floating around in my head that I thought would be good. Because I thought if I talk about this fic before the workshop, it's just going to take too long and I'm not going to be able to keep it short and it's going to distract from the workshop that we try and do tonight. So yeah, and they I, I can't remember if I even said. My my idea, the third thing I'm going to talk about today is what I call a citizen, a citizen writer. Citizen writer. So anyway, we're going to talk about that. But <laughs> Oh my God. First, let's just talk about this fic. Also, just if you're not a LaRusso fan, I apologize. This podcast is going to be a lot heavy on the relationship between Daniel and Johnny, which the show is, but uh, LaRusso is obviously the romantic relationship, a theoretical romantic relationship between Daniel and Johnny. So if you're not into that, this might not be the the podcast for you, honestly, but I hope you can get some other things out of it. But anyway, that's what this fic is. It's a 40,000 word one shot. I know that Kira had kind of put up a survey on Twitter and she was worried that it was going to be too long for a one shot or people wouldn't read it. And she does actually kind of split this up into sections, but I'm really glad she left it in one because I think it's meant to be left in one. So basically, how am I going to put this? I saw that she posted yesterday during the afternoon on a Friday and I thought, I'll just take my lunch break and check it out. And I just basically was glued to my chair for the next four hours, just totally sucked in and entranced. And the thing about this fic too is that this isn't Kira's first language. Her first language is Spanish. And I knew that going in and I thought, well, you know, uh, this is her first fic in the fandom. Let's see how it goes. And I had these like, this thought that like, we'll see how it goes and I'll give her some feedback and Hopefully we can keep her in the fandom and like mentor her as a writer. Come to find out she doesn't fucking need that. She's an incredible writer. And even if there's some, there are, you know, some 
grammar little things that I I message her and that you know as an English writer might stick out to you. But the thing is that it, they don't stick out that much because their prose is so lyrical and beautiful and just gorgeous. It's really beautiful to read. So she's like a writer after my own heart in that she put a lot into this as far as style goes, which some people, it's not their thing, which is totally cool. But the fastest way to my heart is like alliteration and playing with structure. This fic feels, if you were to try and draw the shape of it, you know, like you do with a plot diagram where you have beginning and rising action and climax and falling action and the end. That's how a lot of stories go. And this is like a circle and it jumps like the first half of it is kind of these retrograde memories. It's Daniel and Johnny and you can kind of tell that you're hearing their voices from now looking back and there's all these details sprinkled in everywhere that you don't understand until you fully finish the fic, which is why, to me, if you can do it, then you should read it all in one and try to read it all in one. Edgar Allan Poe, I think, he did some essays either on novellas or short stories or both. And I do remember from college this thing that he calls the unity of effect. And it's basically certain short stories and novellas you need to sit down and read in one. Because if you stop, it pulls you back out of that world and you go about your day and you try and sit down later and your head's just not in the same place. And so the experience is different. And you're going to also just forget little details. And she's worked so hard to make this unifying effect, which is that these memories keep coming in throughout the story and you don't understand them until they actually are recounted later. But the overall effect is like, I mean, your memory for most of us is like, you know, the way that you experience life is not totally linear. You're always remembering regrets or people that you've lost or happier times or whatever. And all these memories, it's like you're going straight forward through life, but your head is not always with you chronologically. It's always just a mess up there and you're always going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And the story is really beautiful in that it, the content and the form work together to give you this like disoriented, messy, gorgeous piece of art. The beginning is the end and the end is the beginning and it's it's just really beautiful. But anyway, I won't talk about it anymore as far as digging into it because I want to do an episode with her. But, but what it really did to me was like it sort of ruined me for the rest of the day. I didn't sleep last night. I slept maybe like an hour, but I was just lying there thinking about how perfect that story was. And as somebody who reads La Russo stories, it's the story that I wanted to write, that I always wanted to write. And it just seemed perfect to me. And I think that we, as fan fiction authors, we go through this where, especially in a small fandom, it's a developing fandom, we have two seasons and three movies to work with. And we're all sitting in this little sandbox, like fucking building the same sandcastles and we're like okay anybody got a new bucket you know to work with or whatever like we've been working with this same material for so long so it felt in a way that we had sort of like things have been slow around here lately actually lost magician was for a while like this is a tangent but in like february march she she she's been doing this like flash fiction kind of drabbles and and 500 word short chapters and updating regularly and that was just like awesome because she was just keeping this ship going 
And I was posting once in a while, but I'd really slowed down. And Libertine passed for a while. We didn't see her. And I love her writing. You know, she's important to this ship. And then I was posting a little bit more this past month. Lost Magician was doing her thing and keeping it going. And and, uh, Narcissa Black, who's a new writer in this fandom, is so good. I was so happy to see her because it's like, she's a fucking pro and she's prolific. So it's like a dream to have a writer like that in your fandom. And this is going to sound bad. <laughs> this is going to sound bad on my part. But in our little La Russo land, I kind of had in my head that like, oh, we're just we're all a team and we're working together. And we're all kind of doing our own little sort of different things like Lost Magicians got this angst heavy, sexy, she's the only one kind of doing more explicit work, but in a beautiful way. And she's kind of doing her thing. And Libertine Past is back. She's doing her usual just really fun and funny prose. It's just fun writing to read. And I keep using the word fun, but it's like packed with pop culture references and little tongue in cheek jokes. Uh, and it's really smart, but it's just really fun of sitcom, but in the best way. And then Narcissa's coming in and she's doing these amazing one shots and really original AU type stuff. Looking back, I really think I really had an ego going, to be honest with you guys. I thought, oh, I, you know, I've kind of cornered the market in the La Russo pairing as far as this long, epic, 100,000 word romance that started when they were kids. And it's like a ships in the night thing. And it's about rediscovering love halfway through life. And it's got scope and breadth and depth. And I think in my head, I just thought that couldn't be done again, which is so fucking arrogant and stupid. But what that did, I didn't realize I was thinking that, you know, I'd sort of done that and that that was sort of done. And I am proud of it, actually. Uh, Yeah, I'm totally proud of it. But for like a day after reading this story, it's like somebody came around and just popped my balloon because I was like, fuck, this is good. And it's and she did basically what I was trying to do. And she did it in a third of the word count, which to me is always a sign that it's just tight writing that's the great thing about one shots. It's like it always does a lot with a little and the better you are as a writer, the more you do with fewer words. And I was like, this girl's English isn't even her first language. And she totally outclassed me. And this is all not to say I was ever angry about it this past 24 hours. I was just like, kind of um, sad for myself. I had a little bit of a pity party inside, just total author jealousy, writer jealousy. Because this is like everything you look for in this pairing, in this fandom, La Russo-wise. It's adult La Russo, but the romance started when they were kids, and it just wasn't the right place in the right time. And it's also clearly written by a queer person who, even if, you know, it's different now being queer than it was in the 70s when these guys were growing up and the 80s. But like the, ugh, and the Richard Silken obviously... It was like a whole nother layer. She pulls out a couple lines from Silken and just, but the whole thing has this like feel to it of like Silken kind of poetry. And it's just beautiful. I was looking back at mine like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to go wake up tomorrow and talk about my fic when I'm thinking about this one? You know, how am I, <laughs> how am I supposed to go and like feel good about my own stuff? But I'm recovering. This is like, basically I'm describing maybe it's a common experience. But despite my little uh, pity party I had, my immediate reaction to this fic was just total, I was totally thrilled that this writer 
is as good as she is, and I hope we can keep her around. Uh, she's amazing, and I'm so glad she wrote this story because it needed. It's like if you've ever seen the movie Crazy Heart, it's about this country singer who's kind of uh, washed up, and he's sort of trying to make a comeback, if I recall. And he eventually writes this song, and he's playing it for like his girlfriend, and he says, "What do you think?" And she says, it "Sounds familiar." And he and he has this line that's something like, "All the good ones sound familiar." And it's because if you write something authentic and true, it resonates in you and you feel like, I've read this before or I've felt this before. And so good stories feel familiar in a way. And uh, this one felt real. It felt like a real people who experienced real things and it's just gorgeous and hurts in all the right ways. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that she wrote it. Um, and held on to this. You can tell that she worked on this a long time and that she carried it around in her head and was thinking about it for a long time. And I'm so glad that she didn't like decide to post it as she went or in chapters because the thing about a work in progress, if you post as you go, you can't ever accomplish something like this because the whole thing supports itself. Those little details that she sprinkles in the beginning aren't possible to sprinkle in until she's finished writing it. Cause she, even if you go in with a plan, you can't think of all those things until you write it. So she clearly wrote this and worked on it a long time and made sure all those little things were in the right place. And then she like, you know, had this beautiful wedding cake that she was able to just hand over and gift to us as a fandom. So it's just absolutely beautiful. And this is like, not that I haven't read this caliber of writing and fan fiction. There's lots of amazing authors, but I haven't been in a fandom that I cared about this much. I've never been this invested before. And so I think the that's part of the fact that it blew me away like it did. Totally floored me. I just wasn't expecting it. And it's just beautiful. So anyway, even me, and that's just me looking back, thinking I was being arrogant. I, I don't think I was ever a jerk to anybody or anything like that. I never looked down upon anybody. So I hope that's clear, but I feel like the way I felt last night about my own writing kind of indicated that I probably had a bit of an inflated ego. But the great the great thing is the next day you kind of think, okay, I'm not shit. You know, I still write good stuff and this is only motivation to do better. And it's because it's inspiring. And, it, and I think that's the best part about a close fandom is that we're all watching what we're writing and we all inspire each other and push each other. That's what it felt like when me and Lost Magician were writing. And then uh, Narcissa came into the fandom. And then Libertine came back. And Susit, is it Susit or Susit? I love, she, author of the Burt series. She came back and did a little one shot. And it just felt like all of a sudden, you know, we got a little, we got a little wind in our sails as a fandom. and Which is rare. I mean, there's authors in this fandom that that's extremely rare for them to feel like. You know, Beta Cobra's over there and he's doing, he's like in a little canoe, paddling by himself, writing about Hawk, exploring Hawk and his relationship with Miguel and a potential romantic relationship with Miguel. I think we're calling it Miguelie, which I think is cute. Or if you're writing an OC, you never get to experience that kind of feeling of being on a little team. But um, so I don't mean to brag about that most of the fake in this fandom is La Russo. But it, I will say it, it, was, it was fun the past few months just seeing everybody posting. It's been really cool. 
So anyway, that about covers my bruised but recovering ego. And the last thing I want to talk about just real fast is I think uh, what our responsibilities are as a fandom to make sure this fandom stays cool as we grow. So as you know, the show is moving to Netflix, but we don't know when. And we're in this weird no man's land between YouTube and Netflix. You can't really tell anybody right now, oh, go check out Cobra Kai. It's on YouTube. And if you want to see it, you got to get a premium subscription. But, you know, you can probably just binge it and cancel it. And then it'll be on Netflix. And season three is coming out soon. That's so much more difficult to say than, hey, there's this show on Netflix. Check it out. It's called Cobra Kai. Like, it's going to get a lot easier to tell your friends to watch it. But now we're in this weird place and there's no marketing. And that has meant, like I said, that the fandom's been slow. Not too many readers. But we've been posting and we've been writing. But what it means is that for the most part, any kudos, any comments that you get are probably from your fellow writers. You know, when you publish, depending on, sadly, depending on what you're shipping... You know, if I publish something LaRusso, I can expect like one or two or three comments. Beta Cobra over there, you know how many he can expect? Maybe none, which is horrible. But anyway, so ships, you know, it's been slow for everyone, but, you know, ship plays a part, unfortunately. And this is why we really need to help each other out as a fandom. If you're a reader, quite honestly, I don't expect you to comment. It's nice when you do. And I would really appreciate a kudos from you if you're just a reader in this fandom. But quite honestly, if you're a writer and you're using some of your time, hopefully, to read what your cohort, what your colleagues essentially are doing, leave a comment, motherfucker. <laughs> the, uh, here's, here's how I think of it. When I was in grad school for one semester before I dropped out, uh, one thing I absorbed from the faculty there was how it works in higher academic faculty, which is that you have a contract as a staff member, as a professor, and your time is expected to be split between three different things. That is teaching, research, and publishing, and and service. So teaching, research, and service. And I really thought, wow, that's a really great way to keep a department going and vibrant uh, and fresh. And that's how uh, I think about fandom. Like I said, and it's uh, the first fandom I've been involved in, but this is a really special fandom. The Discord chat and Tumblr and the communication we all have and the size of it makes it special. We all sort of know each other. So here's my advice. And again, this is just me, uh, but this is just my take on it. If you want to be a part of this fandom, here's how you should think about your part. Your time is partly writing and producing fan fiction. A second part is being social and active on the Discord chat because that makes it more fun for everyone if everybody's talking and interacting and someone like the Empressar. She spends 90% of her time contributing to the community, the Discord chat. She puts on movie parties. She moderates things. And there's other people in Discord that do that too. But MP comes to mind as someone who is a writer. And this past year, she's just been too, doing so much, I think, for 
what we call the quiver, that I think she just hasn't had time. But it's not like she's just sitting there doing nothing. You know, if she's not feeling inspired to write, she's contributing to the community. So she's using her time wisely. And the third option is to read and comment on your cohort's works. And I'm trying to do this. I'm not the best at it. Um, And I do tend to get stuck in La Russo land, but I try to venture out once in a while. But I know there's some of you that I haven't commented on any of your works, and I apologize. And I think this podcast is going to help me to discover everyone's work and be more involved in that way. But here's what is great about that mentality of splitting your time between those three things is that it makes you not just a writer in the fandom, it makes you a citizen of the fandom. So in my head, I'm calling it being a citizen writer. So if you're slaving away at your work in progress and you're like me, there's probably a lot of times where you are, you know, and thinking and taking notes is part of it. But sometimes you're probably just wallowing in the self-pity of writer's block and you're staring at your screen. You know, it's good for us all to get out of our heads a little bit. And it's important that we do put in the time to be writers. That's the whole point. Writing is probably the most important part. But to balance that out, reading your fellow writers works is really important and not only reading but giving feedback because the thing is as a as a reader you don't really get it you don't really get how much motivation and how much a comment means that someone took the time to read what you read took the time to convey to you what they liked so if you're a writer and you're reading people's stuff and not commenting in other fandoms, you know, but that's fine. But it, this is your fandom and this is your people. So take some time, read something that you wouldn't maybe normally read and leave a comment, even if it's not your favorite thing in the world. I know that you can find something you like and say something nice. And it just helps everybody. It motivates everybody. And you know what? The thing about it is it seems maybe a, a little disappointing that it is this way, but there is an element of quid pro quo You know, if you're a writer and you find a writer that you like and you start commenting on other fics and either you don't get a reply to that, that's kind of, I'll talk about that in a second. Either you don't get a reply to your comment or you don't get any comments back on your stuff. I mean, it shouldn't matter, but it just does. You know, Um, if you don't get any of that, you're probably less likely to go to keep commenting and to keep reading because... If they're replying to an, to a comment thing, I didn't used to do that because I thought, ugh, it's so annoying that you have this comment count. And if you want to think about it as a metric or how your fic is doing, then every time I reply to a comment, I double my comment count and it inflates this statistic. And as someone who kind of liked the idea of metrics, you know, I thought, uh, you know, that's making the metric useless or artificial, which is actually a really arrogant sort of egotistical mindset. And then Miss Violet had commented on a couple of my works and I, you know, again, I wasn't responding. And then I saw she shared something on Tumblr that was like talking about replying to comments. I felt like such an asshole. I was like, why the fuck do I even care about the number of comments? Why am I even looking at that? I don't even use that to filter. Like when I go into a new fandom, I filter by kudos, which is already not the most balanced metric anyway, because you know that the most popular ship gets the most kudos. So you're not getting a true metric that would sort everything by 
quality anyway. You can't do that because everything's subjective anyway. There's no accounting for taste. So anyway, it was just like this nonsense stance that I had that I wasn't going to reply to comments. Um, so I do that now. I try, and I'm still not the best at it. Sometimes I forget. Or I'll just go on Discord and message you like, oh, thank you so much for reading. But I try and do a pretty good job of replying to comments or reaching out on Tumblr or Discord to say, thank you so much for reading. So I try to do that, and I don't always get to them all. There's some authors that are wonderful at that. Every time I leave a comment on Lost Magician stuff, she replies. And it's just nice. You know, it's just polite. It's like talking to your neighbors. It's just nice. It feels neighborly. Otherwise, you're just going around like leaving flowers on people's doorsteps and nobody says thank you. And I don't know, you shouldn't, in a way, I feel like you shouldn't feel obligated. But, you know, it doesn't take any time and it just builds relationships and it makes people feel good. You know, someone took the time to read your work and yes, and you put the time into write it. So they're sort of thanking you for writing it. But they really did. They not only read it, they took the time to write down what they liked. And that's that's really something, and it's important to you, and it makes you feel good. So why not reply? So if you're an author out there and you're not typically replying to comments, uh, I highly encourage you to. And if you're a writer out there that's not making any comments on anyone else's work, I really encourage you to do that, to take a break from your writing, you know, and just go check out something someone else is doing. Because if we're all in our own little silos, it's like being quarantined. If we're all in the same building, you know, in our own little rooms, and we never talk to each other, what's the point in going to work? Might as well just go home, you know, if we're not communicating. And that also obviously feeds into that other part, which is the community and the discord and uh, just participating and having conversation. And, and I've been bad. I haven't showed up to any movie parties my weekends are kind of my writing time. So I haven't done that, but I try and jump into conversations and, um, you know, just be a egalitarian member. So anyway, I'm just lecturing now. Maybe something to think about. Are you being a good citizen in your fandom? How could you do more? Could you read somebody else's like one fic a week? You know, you're in this community because you love fan fiction anyway. Try and give back. It's like volunteering. Can you imagine... In the U.S. particularly, you know, it, it feels like the social fabric of the country is being torn apart between the left and the right. And I'm in the, I'm a politically, I'm a moderate and I'm not going to talk politics on, on this podcast. But, you know, it just feels like your country is getting a divorce. It's awful. But can you imagine, you know, conservatives and progressives once a week in your neighborhood, regardless of political viewpoint, you know, went outside on your street to like pick up trash or I don't know, just do something nice. Volunteer at the soup kitchen or the homeless shelter. If you're on one side or the other, try not to be so snarky and cynical of the other side. Anyway, that's getting too political. But back to sort of fandom, that's what being a citizen writer is in my mind. It's just giving back a little bit, taking some time to read someone else's work, leave a nice comment. If it's your work that someone's commenting on, leave a reply. Say, oh man, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to read this. I mean, that's the whole point of writing anyway, is to connect a writer with a reader. And your words are like this conduit. And you can find things in common with each other that, you know, I normally would never have any interaction with poet Dameron. She lives in another country. She speaks a different language most of the time. Uh, and I would have no opportunities to interact with her. But instead, we're both in this fandom. And I dig her writing. And I want to tell her that 
So it's pretty cool. Just take a step back once in a while and think, man, this fandom's pretty cool, man. It's pretty fucking cool. Be a citizen, all you amateurs out there. Okay. It's about half an hour. I'll have to cut out a bunch of my ums and uhs. But I think that about does it. So anyway, I am going to regather the shattered pieces of my ego, put them back together, and get my shit together enough to um, talk about my writing and my sister's writing, because she did some amazing contributions to this uh, No Mercy for the Midlife Crisis. So we're going to talk about it tonight. I'll try and get it posted as soon as possible. Then I go on vacation for a week and I try and work on the Book of Job. All you two or three fans out there reading, I love you. And chapter 12 has been slow going, my friends. So hopefully on this week, I'm going to be in the mountains of Colorado with Wi-Fi at an Airbnb. Just going to fucking rock and roll, baby. So that should be cool. I hope so. And then I'll come back home and I will schedule something with Brianna. And then I'll start hitting y'all up. And any questions you have, you can inbox the Tumblr, the Talking Fanfic Tumblr, or email talkingfanfic.com. So just hit me up on the Discord. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is real rambly, so I appreciate you sticking around if you're still sticking around. So uh, I'm going to head out. Thank you so much. Stay amateur. Stay classy. Uh, see you guys next time. Bye-bye.